Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, On The Daily family. I have a good one for you today multi-passionate entrepreneurship. What do you think of when you hear that word? Multi-passionate entrepreneurship. I think, I think in the past I would have thought, oh, it's a person without a job or, oh, that's a person who doesn't have their shit together. Like that's what I think we go to when we hear lifestyle entrepreneur, multi-passionate entrepreneur, right? We hear, we hear the negative of that. And uh, my guest today, her name is Jacqueline Kester. She is an online personality on Instagram that that's her brand is multi-passionate entrepreneurship. And she's, that's what she does. And she has so many different businesses. She has so many different things that she's working on and so many, you know, creative endeavors that she has on her, her heart. And I just love this conversation because what we do is put a, a boundary on ourselves, I guess, because we think that we can't chase things, right? That's what it is. We think we can't chase things. We think that we can't have a lot of passions. And one thing Jacqueline does really well is show that it's actually a really beautiful thing to have a lot of passions. And if you can make money doing it, it's really awesome. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you're just finding us, welcome to On The Daily. I am your host, Danielle McCleary, and I'm so, so happy you are here. Every week we come out with two episodes, one on Tuesday, one on Friday. Most Tuesday episodes are interviews with the exception of a few. And every Friday is a solo episode. And that is something we've been doing since January and we're loving it and we're having a blast. So share it, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, give us a five-star review. And I hope you enjoy this episode with Jacqueline Custer. Hi on the Daily Family. Welcome to the show. I'm so pumped. Uh, I got Jacqueline Kester here. I met her on social media and uh, what a beautiful place social media can be. But hi, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so, so glad to be here. I'm a huge fan on Instagram. And so when you asked me, I was just like overjoyed and excited to join. Oh my gosh. Well, your content is amazing. So I, we originally found each other for anybody listening. We originally found each other because we're both very into the same things and you describe yourself as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Yes, I do. I do. I do. Um, and I so much am that, uh, I've in my early twenties, I started, um, trying to find out like where I wanted to be in my entrepreneurial journey. And I read the book, the desire map by Danielle Laporte. So amazing. Good. So good. Changed my life. Um, just basing like your job instead of like asking the question, like, what do I want to do for a living? She asks you like, how do you want to feel like, and what makes you feel that way? Right. Like when you were younger, like, what did you do to feel joy? And so that kind of taught me a lot about like the fact that I really enjoyed creative pursuits. So in my early twenties, I just did everything I could in like the creative realm. Like I worked in building construction, interior design. I did like some pattern design. I made some dresses. I made some clutches and I just like tried to do everything that seemed like it would be fun to me. And I feel like that has guided me all this way into what I'm doing now, which is social media management and um, VA work for therapists, which seems like so far off. But 
I get to do a lot of creative design work for them still. And so it's, it's just really fun. I wanted, I was missing early in my twenties, like the helping part of it. Like I didn't know like what the purpose was. I enjoyed like the work. And now I feel like I get to combine the two, which is really, really cool. Where are you uh, from originally? I'm originally from South Florida, which is where I live now. And I moved out West for a while in my twenties and I was not cut out for digging my car out of the snow. Oh, got it. (laughs) Where out West? I lived in Denver for about two years and then Tahoe for another year. And then I was like, I got to come home. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, I think what's so interesting about the way that you share your story and I want you to share like how this all came to be, like, did you, like, did you always know that you wanted to do many things? Like, did it start just by reading that book? But like what I love just on first blush, what I love about your story is that you, you talk about I like to do all these things in such a cool way where I feel like a lot of people, they're like, well, I do a little bit of this and I do a little bit of that. And then they get really quiet and they almost like act embarrassed, I think is what I feel from some people when they, you know, when they tell you that they're really into something and I commend you. And I think it's really awesome in the way that you talk about everything that you like to do or how it started, because it really is. That's like the perspective shift, isn't it? Like, yeah. How do you talk about your life? How do you talk about what you're interested in, in this world? Yeah. It's such a daily practice because like, I mean, in the beginning I would, I know what you mean. And I would feel so often like a flake, like when I would say all these different things that I was interested in. And some days I still do. I'm like, do I come across as flaky? Because I just, Mm. I'm just really passionate about like all these different, like I said, like creative, like businesses. And so I don't know, I I read a lot about multi-passionate people when I was going in my twenties, like through all these different design things, I came across Emily Wapnick, I think is how you say her last name. And she, she created, um, she has like a website and she created the word like multi-potentialite as like, it's her go-to word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that. It's kind of along the lines of like a lifestyle entrepreneur. Exactly. And once I read like what she had to say I was like oh my god I'm not like alone I'm there's nothing wrong with me there's other people like me and I think that is like the best thing about social media right it's like you find these other people like you and you're like oh thank god I'm not alone like that's all I want to know like on the daily is like that I'm not alone and that's what really connected me to you too um I think what one of your reels said, like, you don't know, like what someone's going through. And it's like, is she MIA or is she like just having a bad day or whatever? And I was like, yes, like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's like, felt so connected to that. And so, yeah, when I read that, that really helped me a lot, but it's still such a daily practice to, to step into that and be like, this is really cool. But now that I have, I realize that it's like such a strength in my business because a lot of times I started out online, like in my online business, my most recent business as a VA. And once I hired like a VA coach, I was just doing typical generic, like VA tasks. And I don't mind. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Virtual assistant. That's okay. And I, I don't mind mundane tasks like that because I knew that I was like helping people in such a really profound way because like therapists and wellness professionals and everyone in general, but like those people that are really helping people, like I really love to help them. Yeah. And yeah. So, like help with the mission. 
Yeah. And so like yeah. those mundane tasks, like well, if they were for me, I would be like, I hate this, but because it's like helping them so much. And I see like how much joy and like, um, relief I give them when I get to do those things for them. Like I, um, I don't mind them, but yeah. once they start working with me and they hear like what I'm into and stuff, like so many more things bounce off of that. Like they'll be like, Oh, you work on social media. Oh, like then they'll check on my Instagram. They'll be like, Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Can you help me with that? Or, Oh, you love podcasts. Like, can you help me manage my podcast? So I have like such an array of client work and it's really cool. And sometimes it's difficult to convey all the things. So like when you said well, totally. that you admired them, like, wow, good. Thank well, you. it's, uh, but it's crazy, right? Because we, we all have a lot of interests yeah. and there's this weird thing in our society. And I don't know if this is global. I assume it is to a certain extent, but it for sure exists in America where you're expected to really follow like one thing like that ever of all, like that, that question, what are you majoring in? You know, first, yeah. what are you going to college for? What did you get your degree? Like, what is that? Like that expects us to be one dimensional beings. And like, I'm with you. I have always been, I mean, you ask my family and every single person in my family will be like, oh yeah, Danielle is going to do her own thing. She's a dark horse. She's the like you're, but you're, that's the crazy part too, is you're labeled the black sheep. You're labeled, yes. you know, the one that's different when really, no, I'm just not going to follow society and do whatever you say I should do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if that changes, yeah. that changes. Right. Yeah. And so often it does change because, you know, you start something that you think sounds cool. So like in my twenties, when I realized I liked art as a kid, like what could I do creatively to like fulfill that creative passion in me and incorporate it into my work. And the first thing I thought was like greeting cards. Cause I found out about like the stationary show and I started doing it. And that's the thing. You just have to start doing stuff. Right. And that's like, what makes me a multi-passionate person. I'm like, whatever, I'll just start doing this. I do this now. And you right. just start doing it. And then you're like, Oh, like, I like this. This is cool. I'm glad I know this now, but I don't like this, this, and this. And then you're like, okay, like what, how can I do this, but not these things that I don't like? And, you know, it just kind of takes you on this really cool road. Like I said, like through pattern design, dress design, like these social media infographics, like I love what I get to do now. Like, and I love that I get to explore outside of that, but I love making like infographics for people's businesses online. It's like so fun. So. Yeah. Well, yes. And I think it's really awesome. I mean, did you, did it start with design for you? Like, did it, like, were you always an artist? Do you think that's what led to it? Cause I'm wondering now I'm getting the question in my head of like, okay, so if somebody's in business, like, let's say somebody's just like a numbers person, I yeah. wonder if they still would have the same, um, I guess like self-awareness to follow like multi-passionate entrepreneurship, because I feel like I was a creative as well. I grew up in theater, dance, like arts, hi, me performing arts was my thing. And so, yeah, I think like, I'm now I'm wondering, well, do you think it's just easier for people like us that have like that artistic brain? And if so, how do we help other people have that who have more of like the logic brain, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I do think that more multi-potential, like potential people, like more multi-passionate people are creative in nature. I don't know why that is. I mean, I'm the same way when I work out. Like mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, like they can just run. I'm like, how do you just 
just run. <laughs> like I can't just run. That sounds like the Same. torture. But like if I go to like um I did CrossFit for a while and now I do like a version of CrossFit without the lifting. But I love it because it's like by the time I am like I cannot do another burpee, like they're like, okay, now you're gonna ski or now you're gonna do mm-hmm. this. Like now you're gonna do um lunges. You know what I mean? And it's so it's like that constant like moving in my brain that like keeps me excited for mm-hmm. what's next. And it's just such a cool thing to like reflect back on your journey and see like where it started and where you are now. And like, maybe it doesn't feel that, it doesn't feel that way every day. Some days it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then other days you're like, oh man, this is awesome. Right. Well, I mean, and that's entrepreneurship in general, right? I, I feel like entrepreneurs in general have moments where you're like, everything is great. And then the next moment you're like, I'm gonna cry like you everybody has those days and same I just know that there's people out there right now that are listening to this just thinking like gosh like how like how how do you even start or like how do you even make money would you say that like when you realize that like this is the path you wanted to follow or the paths you wanted to follow like do you feel like you had moments where you're like yeah how am I going to make money with this mindset all the time. So like, Um, what was your solution or what does your solution continue to be to that? I think, um, for me personally, I've always had like multiple jobs. Um, and I think that's also kind of frowned upon, like you're just supposed to have one job. And I just went full-time in my business. And honestly, like I've wanted that for so long and now I'm here and I'm like, Oh, I miss people. Like, I miss humans. And so because I'm, when I'm not at work, I'm very introverted. Like I don't really put myself out there in that way, but I'm really extroverted at work and I can like really interact with people. And then Mm -hmm. I come home and I just like decompress. So I think that that kind of lent itself well for me to be able to pursue these like passions. Cause I didn't mind having it as like a side hustle. And now that it's become my full hustle, I'm still like, maybe I want a side hustle where I see people too. So that I can get that. So do you, you find yourself like battling yourself a little bit? Like here's the girl that's always had like, like multi passions and you've done a lot of things and everything's kind of been like a side hustle. And now one of those businesses has led to being full time. So you battle yourself a little bit of like, should I now get another thing? Yeah side hustle. Oh, so interesting. <laughs> That's so crazy. Like even Just, the multi-passionate entrepreneur will doubt themselves at some point. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And like, I just feel like multiple pieces of the puzzle, you know what I mean? It's just like, what makes you the most happy and fulfilled in life? And like, if that means like your full-time job is, you know, an online business owner, but you want to like go wait tables two nights a week so you can talk to people and make some extra money, but like not have to be someone like managing a whole team that way, you know, like that's cool too. Like, like you said, why did it come in society that like, we have to do this one thing. And that has actually been the most challenging part of being an online business owner for me is everyone is telling you to niche down. And you're like, okay, I see the benefits of that. But at the same time, when I put the title up every time on my bio, I'm like, is that my title? 
I don't know. You know right. what I mean? Just like like oh constantly gosh. like I was just I having this yeah, I was just having this conversation with our producer of this show cuz you know like to grow a podcast like you have to niche down and I'm like okay but there's so many things that I like that to I talk love. about, you know, and there's only, there's so many spaces that I fill. And so why, you know, and it's so interesting because I love um, Lewis House. I follow School of Greatness. It's like one of my oh, favorite yeah. podcasts. And he talks about anything on that show. I mean, he'll go from wellness to sports to CBD to mindset to business to money. Like he's a multi-passionate person. He's a, he's a lifestyle entrepreneur. That's how he describes himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm always like, did he start like, did his podcast start like really niched? And I like kind of went back and I was like, it kind of did. It kind of (laughs) started like that. And then he eventually evolved into like a multi-passionate person, which lends itself, I guess, to the question, you know, is it easier to start with one and then grow to many, or is it easier just to start with many? and niche down? I think, I think you're always starting with one, like you have to devote your time to something. You have to pick something so that people know what to associate you with. And then once they know what to associate you with you, like you said, he could start to talk about other things because now he has that base. Mm -hmm. And that is what I constantly still have to remind myself of every day. Like, you don't have to be in this box. Like you're not in a box. You're just telling people what you like to do the most right now or what the what people are asking you for the most help with right now is a really good way to come from it too. Like what are all your friends and family ask you for? Like what do they need help with? And therapists keep asking me like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me with this like aspect of my social media? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And now even from making, just starting to make infographics for people, I have clients saying, how do you, how do you do this kind of strategy on social media? Like, how do I grow my following? How are you getting so many views? So now I'm like talking to people about strategy and stuff like in Mm. VIP day setting. So it's just like, it's so cool. And also sometimes exhausting, like going through being a multi-passionate person. Cause like you're ever evolving. So it's like, you kind of are envious of those people that are like, these are my packages. And these are my deliverables. And you're like, I want that, but also I can't have it because I have too many things. So you like are always having to custom create stuff. Oh yeah. I want that. And I would end up like hating that so much. <sighs> I mean, it's so crazy because have you ever, have you ever done in, like worked in like network marketing or anything like that? I'm sure I you're have, familiar with it though. I'm familiar, but I haven't worked so, in it. So the thing, the thing about it is like a lot of people in network marketing, when they get to a certain level of their company, you know, they've re- essentially replaced their income. Right? right. And so a lot of them like quit all those other things and they're like, mm-hmm. well, this is what I do now. Like I do this. And it was crazy. Cause like I do network marketing and I, when I got to that level of my company, everyone's like, oh, so are you going to leave SoulCycle now? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not, (laughs) but thanks for asking, you know? And, and then I, and then I also added the podcast and then, you know, I'm also kind of getting into like life coaching stuff. And then there's like all these other things. And I get that question all the time, you know, Danielle, aren't you, and everybody always just assumes that you're doing a lot of it because you don't have the money to not do those things. And it's like, maybe, 
Maybe, you know, like maybe there's the girl that's trying to be an actress, but she's got to pay her bills. So she has to wait tables and then she has to go work there. And like, that's fine. And what about those of us who like, no, I, I make fine money. If that, like, that's, if that's any of your business anyway, but you know, what's, why are we so, I think if you're listening to this, like, I, I want you to hear that like so clearly, cause it, it's, it is wild the the rules we put on ourselves around what we are allowed and allowed and not allowed to do in this life and i mean i think gary v says it like most millionaires have seven streams of income anyway so why are we why are we stopping at one or why when we get one do we leave another like if it still works in your life and it still aligns with your values why not hang on to it it just makes you more multifaceted right yeah and fills that like that space in your brain, like where a lot of people are just scrolling or Mm -hmm. being miserable or, you know, if you, and if you diversify, it's like, you're less likely to burn out on one thing. Cause like you're, you're, like I said, with the workout, you're constantly moving like around your little sphere Mm -hmm. of revenue streams. And it's like, okay, like this is cool. You just have to find the right pieces to your particular puzzle. So you have to you have to ask like those questions. And I know I missed this part of the question before when you said like, how can someone like that's, you know, just doing one thing start to do this and you could buy books like that desire map and just start asking yourself these questions. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I challenge anyone to do that. If you're feeling like something's missing in your puzzles, just start asking yourself these questions. And, you know, I love books like that, where you have like a journal on the side of it and you know, I can't move on until I do the journal questions. And sometimes Mm. I'll have to wait like weeks for that to pop up in my head. But what I also really like about the online business world is the use of coaches and entrepreneurs and how we're like, everyone I know in the online space has a coach. And if you're outside of the online space, you think that's so weird. You're like, wait, you're paying someone for what? And then they're like, how much do you pay them? And you're like thinking once again, like none of your business, but at the same time, like they're interested and they maybe are, you know, your friend or something. So you tell them and they're like, what? And you're like, yes, that's a real thing. And it's so helpful. And I was telling my coach this recently, like you're like this real life desire map book. Right. And I don't, it doesn't take me three weeks now to come up with an answer because I know she wants a response and I want a response. Mm -hmm. And so I have like that accountability to figure out what the answer is so that I can keep moving forward, like on a faster scale. And I think it's just so important. Like the coaching community is so amazing. And the coaching community is amazing. And it's like, and then it goes into this idea that you don't have to have like a degree for everything, right? Like people assume, oh, if I'm going to be interested in that, I need to go back to school for it. And it's like, actually, no, in most cases, (laughs) you know, school, I liked school. It taught me a lot and I could be doing exactly what I'm doing today without that degree. Yes. And I love that, you know, and this is nothing against school. Like if you are a high B or Ivy league educated human, and you did all the things like you went to grad school, same. I did. I went to grad school, same. Yeah. And I could be doing what I'm doing today without all of that, because there's so many people on the online space. Not only are they coaches, but they're experienced. They've done it themselves. Like I follow people online. If I'm trying to start a, like a business or add a leg of my business, right? Like I kind of now have started to brand everything under the, like on the daily 
kind of umbrella, right? Like I incorporated, I am like, that's my corporation and all those things. And that's great. And I'm trying to now like figure out what else can exist within the, on the daily umbrella, but it's not just one thing. It's not just two things. It's so many things. And now as you, and then as you gain experience, right? So here's you like doing, starting all these businesses. And then people are asking you about strategy. Well, they're asking you about strategy because you've strategized, yeah. you know, it's like, I ask people, I, I have friends that I ask about money and like financial wealth that like, they're not accountants, they're not CPAs, but they they're doing it. And so, yeah. yeah, I want their opinion. I would love for you to help me figure out how to diversify my assets or whatever it is, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I love what you said about school. Like I love school too. And I, there is some sort of, you know, value, obviously knowing that someone's like a PhD or something like, of course, like, yes, you have a lot of knowledge, but it's just yeah, like, it's the like same... please don't, you're not doing heart right. surgery on me unless you are a cardiologist, like 100%. Exactly. Yes. But like you said, you could start from the bottom and work your way up. And that's like still experience and still very valuable experience in a lot of cases. And I liked school too. I think school for me more taught me like how to be an adult human out in the world. Like you have to turn in your rent check and like stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that was what I took from school personally, um, because I have like a business degree. So it's just like a lot of theory that I probably, like you said, could have just If I had known, if I had known what I wanted and hadn't always felt like that black sheep that everyone was like, what do you like to do for fun? And I'm like, what? I don't know. But even like, (laughs) I took entrepreneurship classes in college. Like I took, like, I was going to be a business major. I got a business minor and I, I did a lot of like entrepreneurship classes, but those classes didn't actually teach you how to be an entrepreneur. No, like they did not teach you any of that. And like, I mean, I think, I mean, I honestly think the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is figuring out your taxes. Like it's so hard, so hard. Like I, I, I pay good money for a CPA and a bookkeeper. And I am yeah. like, that is a, that is an essential fund at this point, because yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the hardest part about deciding to be an entrepreneur and like have a multi-passionate one at that. Cause a lot of entrepreneurs, they stick in the same like realm. But it's so awesome when I see people like you. And I mean, there's a couple other I follow on social media that are just doing so many different things. And how awesome is that? I mean, you get to live a life that you're proud of and that brings you joy. And you get better at taking risks because every time you do it, it gets a little less risky, right? Totally. What do you think is essential when you are... Cause I know there's people listening to this right now that are like, yeah, I need to be doing that. I need to be doing more of what I love. Like, would you say that you're looking more for passions that bring you joy or passions that can bring you income or both? Oh, good question. I think I'm looking for both. I don't thrive in jobs that I don't like. Like, I don't want to be somewhere if I don't get some kind of joy from it. I think I look for both. And I think what I was going to say is like, I also really just don't want to regret my, like, I don't want to regret anything. I, I, I don't remember where I read it that when you're, you know, old and people are like reflecting in their last days, they're just like, I wish that I had just done more of like what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I just wish I hadn't lived like based on someone else's expectations of me. And that like really stuck with me. I was like, I don't ever want to feel that way. I just, no, I always end up doing what I want to do. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Like if I want to do something, I'll do it. And then sometimes you read that book where you like that 
were you already like that or were you, was that like the inciting moment where you're, you had that wake up call? Um, I think, I think I was already like that. I don't Mm -hmm. think I trusted that part of myself. Um, Oh, that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I think that that book was part of, you know, moving forward in that direction and also just like constantly doing it. Like I when in my twenties too, like I always wanted to go to Europe. Like I, that was my biggest thing on my to-do list. Like in my whole life, I just wanted to go to Europe for like a month and I did. And I was like, okay, like, this is what we do. We just like do what we say we want to do. We do it. And sometimes we're like, shouldn't have done that. That wasn't a great idea, but then we just move on to the next thing. And yeah, and I just, I don't ever want to feel that way. So whenever I think, should I do this or should I not do this? I think, am I going to regret not trying this? Because like, if it doesn't work out or I don't like it, like you said, you just move on. And like, if you come across as flaky to some people, like who cares? Those aren't your people. (laughs) Yeah. Those aren't, those totally are not your people. And there's, and there are a lot of people that are stuck in their own, like self-doubt, their own regret their own judgment of themselves. Right. And it's like, we can't save people, you know, like I, I talk about this a lot when I coach anybody in business or even just like on, on my team in network marketing, I'm always like, you can't turn around and like run backwards for people. Like you have to keep moving and with all the things that you do and all the, in the ways that you are, you have to keep moving. I'm not saying sprint ahead of everyone all the time, but like you have to keep moving and then people are going to walk with you and run with you and crawl with you and jog with you. And then like, that's how you find your people, which I think is a hard, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe that's a really hard thing. I mean, and I get that. I, I mean, actually I do get that a lot. Cause I, I used to be a person who would just turn around and just wait for people. And then by doing that, I was stifling myself and what I was capable of. Mm -hmm. And, um, you're right. It's a really, it's a really horrible feeling. It's a feeling of like, is this it? Yeah. And it's sad when you see people stuck there. Cause like Mm. you said, you can't pull them out. So you could just empathize and be like, I'm so sorry. I feel that way. Like, I wish like I'm here. If you want to come forward, like with me, this is fun. I mean, and I think there's like you, like by you living and like people getting to see that too, that really does help. I think, I mean, I used to watch people be like, oh, wow. They're just like picking up and going like whenever they want. Like I I see this a lot. Yeah. I see this a lot with like parents because you're a mom too, right? You said you go to son too. I think after I had my son, cause I, I always like you have always been like very multi-passionate and, and you're right for a long time before I figured out that that was like who I was and what I wanted to be. There were moments where probably before high school, maybe through high school, I would feel like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Like, why can't I just like figure this out? Why can't I just pick something? Right. And even then I went to college and I was like, I'm going to do business because that's what my dad did. And that's what everyone does. I'm going to do business. And I dropped it after one semester because they did this class that I I just said, it's not me. It's not me. And I switched to theater and theater was awesome because theater is like very creative and well-rounded and I was getting to do set design and I was getting to do production and I was getting to do lights and sound and choreography and acting and directing. Like I, it's just, you just got to bounce around. The degree is bouncing around. And then I added a dance, a dance major on, and then it was just, so yeah, I mean, I spent my whole college just like loving it, loving every class. Cause it was stuff that I was choosing. And then I, like, as I got older, you know, I, I had, I realized like there, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just that I am a person who doesn't follow the matrix essentially. 
Yeah. You know, I, I just, I won't do it. And then I had my son and I kind of, it, it kind of took a couple steps back because then you have a kid and did you have, I don't know, maybe you had this where I had my son and then I was like, oh, now I have to like get my shit together or whatever <laughs> I thought in my head. I can't, I can't just be wishy-washy. I have to get stable because if serious, I'm not stable, right. yeah, like I have to be serious and that took a while to get over, you know, yeah. did you ever go through that when you had your son? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I got back into corporate essentially like full time because for my 20s, I was working um, like self-employed multiple jobs like and then I started working corporate. I got pregnant and then I had my kid and I thought, okay, well, this is what we do now. Like we're we're in corporate and that was fun. That (laughs) life was fun. Yeah. And, you know, three years later and I'm back to now this being like my full time. And like I said, like wanting to add like a little bit of like two nights of something where I could like go work for someone and see other people or something like that. But um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely did. But I also, it's so ingrained in me to, to not want to have that regret and also to not want him to have regrets like that. And so after he was born, when I was pregnant, I had no creativity. It was like sucked out of my body. And I thought I would never be creative again. I was like, so dry of anything. Depleted. Yeah. Yeah. And then a year after he was born, I started feeling like a little bit more like myself and my husband and I actually published self-published a kid's book that he wrote me as a poem for when I was pregnant with our son. And we sold it basically to like our family and friends and like some strangers, but just as like a reminder to myself that like, you can still be creative and still do these things and like show Lucas that you can do that too. Um, So one day, like we'll have now two books that he'll, you know, maybe more, I don't know, but I'm kind of taking a step back from that right now um, and focusing on this new business. But yeah, I just, I don't want him to feel that way either. So I think that I, I knew myself enough when I had him now to know that like, I, I would feel creative again one day, even though I didn't feel like I ever would like in that moment, I knew that there would be some other project that I wanted to get back to. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I had that same moment. I, I was feeling very, and I worked at SoulCycle when I had Owen. So I was never, I was like never the corporate girl. It was just like never going to happen. I went to, I went, I worked in television for a while. I worked on set. Like then after I had Owen, I was just a SoulCycle, just a SoulCycle instructor. And I would, so that was, that was my corporate job that I was doing. And I said, well, I'm going to just do this. And, you know, and then I'm going to be there for my son. And I had that same moment where I was like, well, but there's so many things you love. And so why would you? Why would you stifle yourself? A, and you spring up such a good point because you want it, you want your kid to see that it's possible. I mean, I am, I have so much, a little bit of FOMO and also just so much admiration for the bucket list family. Have you, do you follow them? I don't know who that is, but I'm, I'm gonna, you gotta go look. Oh yeah. You gotta look them up on Instagram. They're the bucket list family and this family, they basically it's wife and husband and two kids and they sold all their stuff and they literally just move around the world, just different locations. They were in Hawaii for a while. They were in like Tanzania And they basically have this idea that they don't want their kids to ever grow up in like 
main society of feeling like they have to choose something and stick to it, that they're going to follow passion and they do passion-based learning with their kids. And that's something I'm really into with my son is, is like passion-based learning. I really love when he, he's only in kindergarten, but I, as he gets older, I'm definitely going to hone in on that because anybody I know that grew up that way just has this brain that is just, it's infinite. It's an infinite way of thinking. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to look them up and I totally agree. Like, I don't understand why we're trying to teach kids stuff that they're not interested in. I actually heard like a really good Ted talk about how, um, like boys, especially when they're in school, they aren't moving, right? They're just sitting and that's like better for girls to learn before just like sitting and listening. But they said that movement and action like with boys helps them substantially learn like substantially more than, than they do if they're sitting there. And they also said that games with boys is like what helps them learn too. So like, that's why you know, you hear boys are doing so like more poorly in school than girls. And they interviewed a lot of teachers asking like, do the boys in your class like to play games? And I know that a lot of the teachers, um, the research said that they were like disappointed about it. Like, yeah, they do. They're all into those video games. Like, like it was like a not good thing to be into. And they found that like through play boys, just like it goes, I think it was like 70% back up to like 90% for them to be able to be active like that. And because so many of the women in schools, like the teachers in schools are women and not men anymore, which wasn't always a thing. um, The boys are just like not seeing themselves like in school, right? Like they, Mm -hmm. their teachers are girls, the girls in their classroom, like learn better through like sitting and not moving. So they, from a young age are just thinking like, oh, this place isn't for me. And I just think that's so sad. And so like, especially having a son, I'm like, man, like, mm-hmm. so I let him play games. I'm like, yeah, oh, dude, yeah. play your games. Like, oh yeah. He Owen plays so games much. All the time. Yeah. He loves plays it. All the games. And he's so smart because of it. Yeah. I mean, that kid, my kid is brilliant. And I know every parent says that my kid is brilliant. Like to the point where I go, you're five. Like, how do you know do those you- things? <laughs> he also has so much joy for so many things. And yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope that we're starting to raise, you know, I do think this is like totally sidetracked, but I'll come back. I do think that 2020, if it did teach people anything, it's that they don't have to work for someone else. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really big step for people to pursue entrepreneurship. I know it further just ingrained in me that I don't ever want to work for anyone else. And I don't need to, you know, cause if, if somebody else can start a business, in a passionate, a field that I am passionate about, then so can I. So I, I do have hope that the pendulum is swinging away from go to college, get a job, work that job, die, you know, like that, that's, I'm hoping we're getting away from that. I think so too. And I think it's like, that's like a lot of our parents' generation. And so I see so much in like the new, like us and our kids and you know the the Gen Z um, man the Gen Z yeah Woo! like they they are not about that life either so I do also have hope for the future like when I see all of that I'm like okay like this is our parents are getting older to an age where like they aren't going to be like controlling the whole narrative anymore so yeah how old are you I'm 33 
Oh yeah. Same. I turned 34 oh, in December. And so like we're in that millennial generation too, where we were on track to do what our parents did. Yeah. We were on track to get jobs and work hard. And then the system kind of, pardon my French, the system kind of fucked us and okay. decided that we didn't have a chance at having anything our parents had. So Nothing. naturally the next, the, the next obvious action is okay. Well then I just won't do that. Then I'll just do something completely different than my parents did. Because if you're telling me that by doing what my parents did, I'm not going to have half of what they had, then I'm going to go do something else. So I think we're learning. We learn our generation learned from Gen Z. And I think where we have the upper hand in this, like more so than our parents, or even, even the top end of millennial, right? Like that end of millennial, my fiance is kind of like this. Cause she's, she's 37. And so she's yeah. at the top of the millennial bracket and doesn't have quite the tech online savviness that even I have, yeah. because we, we saw the switch. That's where our generation, this, like, I would say it's like 35 to like down to 28. Yeah. That, that seven years of, of people, we saw the change. We lived it. So totally. I can make that switch because it's like, oh, well, yeah, I know how to do this. And it's, it is true. I mean, I think I think we're, 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 we're shifting, you know, nobody, nobody wants to work for a big corporation anymore, yeah. especially knowing what we know about corporations and how evil they can be, you know? Yeah. Why wouldn't That's I go sad. out and make my own impact? Why wouldn't I go out and find what I love and what I'm passionate about? And heck, if I can make money doing that, I'm in. get at me. <laughs> oh, I can make a lot of money doing that. Okay. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. I can create my own rates. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. I can, I can promote myself whenever I want. Okay. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. And it's so inspiring to think about it that way. And like that reframe, like you said, is just like, it's everything. It's the mindset of it. And just knowing that like you can do it and you just have to start doing it. And the more you do it, you'll get better at it and you'll realize what you like and what you don't like. And then you'll just keep evolving and changing and growing. It's really, really cool. What are some resources that you would give someone who's looking to, you know, if they work in like a corporate job right now and they're looking to become an entrepreneur, would you give them the advice of like, quit your job and start something else? Or would you say, hold on to the job? And like, what would be your, your advice to somebody looking to get started resources and all that? I would definitely say, I mean, depending on like what your lifestyle is like, like if you, if you are like in your twenties and like, you can just like leave your job if it's toxic and making you unhappy and go find something else like good for you do that. But I think definitely like keeping your job, figuring out, like asking those questions, that's the place to start figuring out like what you want to do, start doing it. See if you even like it, like you think you're going to like it. There's been more than one time that I've started and I've been like, I don't actually like this. So figuring out, um, you know, if you like it, asking the questions, doing the thing, and then coming up with a plan to make sure that it's sustainable, um, before you just like peace out on your income. That's like steady quote unquote. Um, and like you said, like if you, if there's parts of your work that you like, like you don't have to leave it, you can keep both and you can grow that way. Cause I mean, you're talking about wanting to make more income. So like, you don't, like we said earlier, you don't have to leave that to just pursue this now. Like if you're talking about more than one income, more than one revenue stream, like 
you could ask your work like for what you need. When I was leaving my nine to five, I said, I can't be here five days anymore. I have too much on my plate. I need to come four days. You know what they said to me? They said, okay. They were like, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then even then I was like, I need this. And they helped me. So like I gave them a lot of notice and they helped me back. So if you're good at what you do and you want to hold on to it, you could just ask for what you need and you'll be surprised at what you might get. So that's my advice. Yeah. I, uh, I heard once, uh, it's called the mommy millionaire podcast, Kayla craft. And one of the things she says, cause she, she built up like a huge business online and now is like just all the things she does, all the things, coaching programs, podcast. She was like a network marketing person. She's like a mom. She's like, does, I mean, she does everything. One of the things she said, which you just kind of reminded me of is the most successful people say no most often. I love that. And it's interesting because we're trying to create this life of yes, right? This life of abundance, this life of I'm going to do what I want to do because it makes me happy and I'm going to find a way to make money doing something I'm passionate about. So it seems like you're going to be saying yes a lot, but actually what I've come to find by being an entrepreneur myself is like, you actually say no more. You actually, you're, you get really good at knowing what you want and what you don't want. And if something does not align, it's very easy to just go, you know what? It's not serving me. I can't do it. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those people that are making a lot of money have really good boundaries. (laughs) Like they have perfected the boundary game. They have perfected the ability to say no. Like it's not even, I am so inspired by people when I, when I see very successful people be offered something that to most people would be this huge deal, right? A huge deal. Why would you turn that down? Why would you turn that down? And I've seen very successful people just without even, without no, no face change, just be like, no, thank you. And you're like, (laughs) The average person would be like, why would you turn that down? And then they just give like a very simple answer of like, doesn't value my time. And you're like, what? (laughs) You just, you could just say no to something just because it doesn't value your time. That's freedom. It is. You're so right. That is freedom. I want more of that in my life. Absolutely. I mean, but we're on our way. That's what we're doing. We are. So what's your full-time like your full-time business that you're pouring into right now? So right now I am still doing VA work um, and doing social media work with therapists and people in the wellness industry. Um, I'm on Instagram at Jacqueline Kester, K-O-E-S-T-E-R and an underscore at the end. Um, and then I'm also working on some stuff behind the scenes to help them with like a VIP day strategy session. So that's kind of where I'm dumping all of my love into right this second. You guys should go follow her. Her uh, content is amazing, especially if you are like looking to become an entrepreneur. I feel like you're one of those people, Jacqueline, that you can follow and it feels relatable. Thank you. You know, there's, you know what I mean? Like there's people that get really, really far and you still follow those people because they're super inspiring, but Jacqueline's somebody you want to follow because she's relatable and she's on the journey with you. Sure. She's ahead of where you might be in your journey of becoming this passionate entrepreneur who loves a lot of different things and does a lot of different things. You may be in a different spot of your journey, but follow her because it, it, it does kind of give you this, um, I think, I think there's some people on the internet that give you a sense of like, Oh, if she can, I can. And you're definitely one of those people. 
Thank you. I'm so yeah. glad to hear you say that. Um, I want to come across that way. It's really, really important for me as like, um, I consider myself like a highly sensitive person. So like my little corner of the internet is so important and like building this community that I have there. I just feel so like connected to the people in my space and just so grateful whenever like someone else like wants to tag along. Um, I just like love finding more of my people, even though I can't like be with them physically, like to be with you guys all online is so fun. So rewarding. Well, you're amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. I just really, I think it's, it was just really awesome. And I am so excited for all of the things that you're doing and will do. And I know that we're going to probably work together on something in the future. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, so happy to have been here. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. And I'm so excited for the future and look forward to connecting and working with you then. All right, my girl, we'll have a great day. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys liked that episode. My goal with these episodes is always just to give space for people to maybe think differently about their life, right? If there's something that maybe they're not doing, you're not doing. I hope that you're thinking differently about it after these episodes, because I am so on fire after talking to her. I can't wait to go and try all these different things that I feel like I want to try without doubting myself or judging myself for wanting to pivot, you know, from time to time and often and always. So I hope you love that as much as I do. Uh, on Friday, we'll have another episode. It'll be an unplugged episode with me. And, you know, we'll talk about whatever we're going to talk about. But like I said, share this with somebody who needed it. Share it with somebody who's maybe in that rut or feeling like they want to be an entrepreneur. Share it with them and go ahead and subscribe to us. I'm Danielle underscore on the daily on Instagram. I am on the daily pod, the pot. That's the podcast Instagram. Give us a review, give us a rating, especially if you're using Apple podcasts. And then we uh, will see you back next week. Have a beautiful day. <laughs>